The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Megillah has been dedicated by our good friend Mr. Stephen and his wife Gila Israel, a charter member of our Daf Yomi Shi'ud, for the Hatzlacha of both sets of parents. And of course, their dear children. Hashem, Yishmerem, Vihayem, and Bezat Hashem, they should have continued success. Aslahav, Harvaha, Bechol, Maase, Yedehem. This Masechet also has been dedicated by Stephen and his wife, Le'ilun Nishmat Adel Bat Roza, and Le'ilun Nishmat Sarah Bat Adel. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Hen Vichol Benot Israel Shachvot Amahem Vichol Rahamim Vasilichot Venomar Amen. Dab Dalim. Today's Dab is being studied on Nishmat Abraham Ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. We begin today's Dab on Gimal Amucheni and we are starting at the first wide line. Ve'amar Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi stated, Kerach sheyashav ulbesof hukaf nidon kikfar. A krach is a city. Now Tosafot right away points out, don't misunderstand and think that we're talking about a walled city, even though we have used the word krach in context of walled cities. He said in this Gemara, krach is referring to a regular Ir Gedola, a big city, as opposed to a Kfar. So the Gemara says, Krach Shiyashav. Meaning it was settled, it was inhabited, they built homes, Ulbesofukav, and then they built a wall around it, Nidon Kikfar. Even though it has a wall around it, it has the status of a Kfar. My ta'ama, what's the reason? Dikhtiv, because it says, Vi'ish kiyimkor bet moshav ir choma. If a person sells a house, bet moshav, in a walled city. So the basuk is mashma shehukaf, that first it was a walled city, ulbesof yashav. First the wall came, and then the houses were built. And not that the houses were built, and then it became walled. Now, in what halakha are we discussing over here? So Rashi holds that this is not a Megillah subject over here. Rashi says this is a Bate'ir Choma subject. What's the law of Bate'ir Choma? According to the Torah law, if there's a walled city from the times of Yeshua bin Nun, and somebody sells his house in such a city, so there's the one-year return policy rule, which means in one, within one year of the sale, the seller has the right to go redeem that house, and the buyer has an obligation to sell it to him back. Which means there's a one-year return policy. That's the law of Bateh Arechomah. Outside Bateh Arechomah, Dalakha says there's no one year. You can redeem the house as long as... As long as you like. So there's a law of the one year dafka on the walled cities. So regarding that halakha, what's considered a walled city? So the Rabbi Yeshua comes along and says, a walled city is dafka, that the wall came first and then was followed by homes. But if there was homes first and then they put a wall around it, that's not a krach, that's considered a kfar. That therefore the one year rule does not apply. Let's read, let's read Rashi. Right, first it was settled with homes, and then it was walled. So you see clearly, Shitat Rashi is this is not a Migilalo again. This is Batayari Homa. It should be noted. Other Yishonim do learn this. Le'inyan Migilad, that was considered a walled city that would read on the 15th. Comes the Gemara gives the next statement. Ve'amar bi Yoshua ben Levi, krach she'en bo asarab batlanim nidon kikfar. Again, Tosfot learns over here. When we say krach, we're referring to a regular city, not a walled city. Now, what's the law of a regular city? When does it read, Megillat Esther, on the 14th of Adar? 
But the Gemara is not telling you to be a big city, you have to have a condition. And what's the condition? You need to have what's called at least Asara Batlanim. What is Asara Batlanim? So that she says, Shebetelim Mimilachtam. Ten unemployed people that don't work. And where are they? They sit in the synagogue. And they're there for Shahrit and Farbit. As we learned the Masikh Barakot that God always wants the minyan in the Bet Knesset. So these are the designated uh, minyan of the city. So for a city to be a city, you need Asara Batlim. Now Shitato's fourth is that a krach, a walled city, you don't have to have Asara Batlim. The walled city, so long as you have the wall around the city from the Taz of Yoshua bin Nun, so then already you read on the 15th. However, when it comes to a big city, to read on the 14th, the Asana Batlanim rule applies. So the Gemara says, Micah Mashwaran, what are you teaching me to be Yoshua? Tarina, we have a Braita. Which means, we know this already. The Tembatlanim year, it's a Krach. Less than Tembatlanim, it's a Kfar. Now, what's enough coming out if it's a Kfar? Then already they have the right to be Magdim, the Yom HaKinisa. Then they can read the Megillah already uh, earlier. So Gemara says, Krach Itzterichle. So the Hadush is on a big city. Well, what's the Hadush? Afalgad the Mikle'ele Me'alma. She says, even though you could argue and say like this, People do constantly visit the big city. Big city has a lot of traffic. And therefore, people come visit from other cities to the big city, right? Or other places to the big city. They don't have employment in the big city. Their employment really is back home. So on any given day, you will have 10 people that are unemployed in a big city. Just because uh, they don't work in that city, they work somewhere else. So you could have argued and said... You always have Tambatlanim. And therefore you don't have to worry about the Tambatlanim rule. Kamashwala, no. It's got to be set, designated people that are in the Bet Knesset. Because you would have thought, oh, the Tambatlanim? I always have Tambatlanim. And in, 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 inevitably, since there's always traffic and people coming back and forth to the big city, there's going to be 10 people that are not working on that given day. Kamashwala, no, that's not enough. You need to know who your 10 are. You have to have them earmarked and designated. Look at that sheep. <coughs> Right, a krach is a place where markets Right, they enter it from all places It's even greater There's a krach A krach is even bigger than And what does she say? A lot of people come to the metropolis a lot of people are un- un- I'm not going to say unemployed, but are not working. Why? Because their work is really back home. Because sometimes they're not going to be available, and that's the Hadus of Yeshua, that the Tambat Lanim have to be Kivu'im. Comes the Gemara and continues. Next statement. This is the third statement of Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi. Actually, it is the fourth statement of Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi. The first statement was Krach Vechol Asamuchlo. The next statement was Krach Shiyashavu Besofukaf. Then the Asarabat Lanim. And now we get to the fourth statement. Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi. Krach Shiharev Ulbesof Yashav. Nidon kikrach. You have a krach, a walled city, that was destroyed, and later was rebuilt. It has a deen of a walled city. What's the case? My harev. What do you mean destroyed? harbu chomotav. Maybe you'll tell me harev means the wall came down. Yashav in lo yashav lo, and then you tell me dafka. It has a deed of a wall city if the wall was rebuilt, because it's harev ve'arkach yashav, implying what that it was harev and not rebuilt. Then it's going to have a deed of a kfar or a uh, the city. So the Gemara says ve'atanya. That can't be. We have a brayter that clearly says Rabbi Eliezer. Bar Yose Omer, Asher Lo Choma. 
Now if you look at this pasuk, this is a pasuk written by Batei Arechoma. If you look at the way the word lo is written, it's written lamid vav aleph. Now lamid vav would mean lo, meaning it has a choma. But by adding the aleph, it says it does not have a choma. Well, how could one word either has a wall or doesn't have a wall? So from the way the Torah writes it, we learn that to teach me that even though now lo lamid aleph. In lo choma, but since hayal lo lamidvav, therefore it's okay. So therefore, I don't need to be Yoshua ben Nevi to tell me that a city that was walled in the times of Yoshua ben Nun, and then the wall came down, and then uh, it was built again. That that's considered a krach. That's considered a walled city. Because even if it wasn't built again, I mean, so long as it had the wall of the time of Yoshua ben Nun, I don't care what happened to the wall after. So therefore, the Yoshua's statement, if that's what it means, is inaccurate. It's not following the derasha of the Torah. So what does it mean? Uh, so we're back to a case of Kortetosfot again. It's an unwalled city. And we're not talking about over here, but the Choma situations. We're talking about over here, Megillah. And the Hadush is like this, you had a city. What's considered a city? Ten batlanim. He the ten men sitting in the shul all day. So the Hadush is harev, it lost its ten. So the Hadush is, when it gets it back, it reverts back to a big city. Now why would I think not like that? Bottom line, it has ten. What do I care if it lost it and it got it back? So the Hadush of the Tosafot over here, he says, is because you might have thought once it lost it, once, so now you can't trust these Tembatlanim in this city over here. You see the type of city is, it can't hold this Tembatlanim. And therefore you might have make a Gezirah and say, I don't care if they got it back. If they lost it once, they lose it again, and therefore it loses its status. Kamashwala, no. So long as it has this Tembatlanim, even though it lost it for a period of time, it goes back to have a deen of a Krak, meaning a regular Eid Gedolah, therefore it reads the Megillah on the 14. Good, that's the bottom Tosafot Comes the Gemara and continues The Amara B'Yoshua Ben Nevi The next statement of B'Yoshua Ben Nevi Lod Ve'ono Ve'gea Harashim These are three cities Mukafot Choma Mimot Yoshua Ben Nun Avu You should know that these three cities over here, that war from the Taz of Yoshua ben Nun, Nafkamina, you have to know from Megillat Esther, these cities over here are going to read on the 15th. Dashi. Lord ve'ono ve'gea hanashim, me'areb binyamin hayu. These were actually cities from the tribe of Binyamin. Kedikhtiv. Ubne il-fa'al. Il-fa'al was a fellow from Binyamin. The children of il-fa'al. Ever, um, Misham, the Shemer, who bana et lord ve et ono. Right, they built uh, the cities, these cities over here. And we know in Devra Yamim that family was a Binyamin family. Now, how did Yoshua Ben Levi know the status of the world cities? They weren't around in his time, these cities. So he had a Kabbalah, as he says, I'm his rabbi. Finished. So that's already the tradition that he had from his rabbi. So Tarashi just goes on and says, "Umatnitin de'airchin." Tanan in Mishnayot and Airchin it says, "Tarte minayu." Over there, it only lists two out of the three cities in Airchin. The Kamane Lod veOno. It doesn't list Gehalashim in Masechet Airchin. Etzl Arechoma sheEnam Nuhagot Elamimot Yoshua Benun. Ulfi shechomotohom shechomotehem nidet hadashot. Which means since the walls of these cities look new, because we're going to learn in the Gemara, they were actually re, refurbished the walls. So the Yeshua had to go out of his way and say, Rabotai, don't get fooled. Even though the walls over here look new, you should know that these walls were around actually from the times of Yeshua Abnu, who was a walled city. Why would Yeshua, the be Yeshua now, start giving names of cities and their status of walled? So that she says, because these cities were, were a little deceiving. Because if you looked at the walls, they were brand new walls. So a person on his own would say, ah, oh, this is not the wall to the Taz of Yeshua, but this is a modern city. You should know that these cities over here already have history from the Taz of Yeshua, but noon, how did you know that? They knew that from his rabbi. He had a, a, a tradition, okay? 
Nafka Mirara, she says, the Krot Megillah Betet Vav. In order to read the Megillah on the 15th. So the Gabbara asks the question. Gabbara says, Vahani Yoshua Bananhi. Did Yoshua build these cities? Vaha El Fa'al Bananhi. These were built much later on by Shevet Binyamin. As the Pasuk says, Dikhtiv. And we read the Pasuk. Ubne El Fa'al. Ever Umisham. Vashamid, who bana it ono, veet lord, ubnoteha. So what are you talking? He told me sometimes of Yoshua. It's already much later. This was built by the uh, children of El Pa'al. So the Gemara says, hold it. According to your reasoning, Asabaninhi. Forget about El Pa'al. I'll tell you that these cities were built by the king of Israel, Melech Israel, Asa. Dikhtiv, Ve'even. Pasuk says, actually we're going to read the uh, Torah Or's Pasuk, based on the Masurah Tashas, because there's no Pasuk like this in uh, the Navi, based on the one that we have in the parentheses. So if you look at the Torah Or, it says, Ve'even Arem Mitsuda Bi'uda. He built fortified cities in Yehuda. And the Mepharshim understand that Asa was the king not only of Yehuda, he was the king of all Israel. And therefore, just like he built fortified cities in Yehuda, we can assume that he built fortified cities throughout the land, including Ono and the Lord. And therefore, <laughs> you're telling El Pa'al did it? Why don't you say uh, it was Assad that did it? Because I got a puzzle that says Assad built the cities. So now we have a question. Who built the cities? Was it Yoshua? Was it El Pa'al? Or was it... Asa, so the Gemara says, Amar bil Azar, Hane mukafot romamimot Yoshua benunavu. Here's the reconciliation. They were actually walled from the times of Yoshua benun. That we have from tradition. Harov bime pilegish begivah. In the times of pilegish begivah, where there was a civil war between all the other tribes against Benjamin, so the walls were destroyed. Veata el paal banani. So el paal came along, who was from the shevet of Benjamin, and he rebuilt. The walls. Hador in Pol. And then they fell yet a second time they came down. Atta Asa. So Asa the king came along. Shepsinu. And he restored them. So therefore really those walls were indeed from the times of Yeshua. But it had a long history. They were rebuilt by El Pa'al. They were restored by Asa. And we can bring a proof that these cities existed before uh, Asa. Dikhtiv, Bayom el Yehuda. Asad tells Yehuda, Nibne et Arim ha'ele. Let's build these cities. Implying what? That they were cities already before he restored them. Miklal da'arim avu mi'ikara shma'amina. Right? If they weren't existing, he's not going to say, let's build these cities. What do you mean these cities? They're not existent. Ela mazbeh, they were harim already. Ela wa'al, let's just restore them. Restore what they were already. And therefore we see that in Echanameh, these cities were indeed from the times of Yeshua ben Nun. Comes the Gemara and says, "V'amar of Yosho ben Levi." New statement. Rabbi Yosho ben Levi taught, "Nashim hayavot b'mikra megillah." Ladies are obligated in mikra megillah. She'af henayu be'oto anes, because they also were included in the miracle that she. Shafin Ayub to Anes, Shaf Alan Nashim Gazara Man Laman Lashmi Darogula Bed Menar Vazaken Tapvinashim. She they were also in the Gezerah Haman. So when the Jewish people got saved, the ladies were in just as much danger as the men. So therefore there's no reason that they shouldn't have to celebrate the holiday of Purim with the Mitzvot of Mikramigah. So that's a Yoshua ben Levi. Look at Tosafot. נשים חייבות במקרא מגילה. מכאן מאשמע שהנשים מוציאות את האחרים ידי חובתם. From here it's מאשמע that ladies are on equal footing as the men. They can even be מוציא the men. מדלו כמה לשמוע מקרא מגילה. Right? If the ladies were only obligated to hear it, but not מוציא others, it would have said that the חיים לשמוע. And the fact that it says נשים חייבות במקרא, 
that means they're on the equal level of men, that a lady can actually read the Megillah for a man. Over there, everybody's kashet to read the Megillah. So the Gemara says, who's everybody? Hakol, who's the Hakol coming to include? Even ladies. Mashma, leotzia filu anashim. So you see over here, according to the Haiva Amin of Tosafot, ladies and men are actually equal. That a Isha can be Motsi and Ish. Mikra Megillah. Because the Abbe Tosef, the Tani Behedja, the Tumtum. Tumtum is somebody that his organs are sealed up. Right? We don't know if he's a man or if he's a lady. En Motsi lo et mino, velo et cheeno mino. So he cannot be Motsi, another Tumtum. Nor can he mozi enomino, somebody that is not a tumtum. The androginos, androginos where he has two simanim, mozi et mino. He could mozi another androginos, me en mozi et sheeno mino. Upshita de lo adifa isha me androginos. Which means an androginos who has zakrut. And still it's telling me an androgynos can only be mozi, another androgynos. So Peshita, the Tosfot wants to say that a lady is not going to have a better status of an androgynos. An androgynos has ksat zakhrut, and still he can only be mozi himself. Because on the side of the, of, the, of, 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 the, of the lady, the lady side of him, that's what's giving him a problem. So therefore, Tosfot wants to say that really ladies... Could be on a different status. Vechen Paskua Hag. That's the Bala Lakot Gedolot. The Isha Motsia Mina Avalo Anashim. Bahag holds Alakala Maaseh that ladies can only be Motsi ladies. They cannot be Motsi men. Vesh Lomar. So what does Rabbi Yosho Ben Levi come and tell me? Because you might have thought that maybe ladies are not obligated to they can't even motzi ladies. Which means ladies in the which is a masikat airchin. That it says akol hayavim meklam megila. So we said, what is that call coming to include? That call is coming to include even ladies. Because you might have thought that maybe ladies are not chayav at all. Kamashwan, no, ladies are chayav, not chayav to be motzi men. The chayav in the, in the or chayuv, to be motzi, to have kind of ladies. It's a famous opinion of the Bahag, the Ma'ala Chod Gidolot. Again, Tosfot's conclusion is that ladies really have a chayuv shimi'ah, but they don't have a chayuv kiri'ah. Next, Tosfot. She'af in ayub e'otu anes. Right? They were part of the miracle. Perush Rashbam, Shaykar Anesaya al Yadam, the Purim al Yadeh Esther. So, right away, Tosfot has a different interpretation than Nashi. Nashi said, Afin Ayubatonis means what? That they were also saved from the Gezrav Aman. Tosfot says, No, Afin Ayubatonis, they were the Ikarnis. Because the miracle happened by a lady. Esther, Baharuka Ayde Yudit. And Hanukkah it says, Ladies, Hayav and Nerot Hanukkah, why Shafin Ayubatonis? Because what? It was Yudit that she's the one that killed thee, the general. And it says Nashim in Pesachim we learned Hayavim Barba Kosot. Why the Hayav Barba Kosot? Shafin Ayub Otoanes. Why? Because they were the main miracles. Beschut Nashim said Kaniyot Nikalu Avotenim Mesar. That's why Tosfot understands the Afin Ayub Otoanes. That it was the ladies that were the uh, uh, key behind the miracle. The Kashe, the Lashon Sheaf Hen Mashma Shehen Tefelot. That's right. From the Lashon of the Gemara, it says, Afin, even they were part of the miracle. According to those four sunnies, well, not, it's not even. They were the main uh, part of the miracle. That Af over here is not Mashma, according to the Shita of the Tosafot, that puts them as the primary ones for the miracle. Goes like Rashi and says the Afin Ayub Torah means they were part of the Gezera, whether it was in Taz of Purim, Lashmin Ularog, or Taz of Hanukkah, the Gezerot were on them as well, or on Pesach, they were in the Gezera of Paro. That's the Afin. They were also, meaning like the men. Now we know ladies are obligated on Pesach to eat Matzah, just like the men. So some have a question. 
דכל שישנו במל תאכל חמץ, שישנו בקום אכול מצה. כשמבר ילדת מסכת פסחים, how are our ladies obligated to eat מצה על פסח? So we have a hekesh. Anybody that's hayav in the lo tochal alav chametz is obligated in eating matzah. Because those two are juxtaposed to each other. Don't eat chametz, eat matzah. Now we know ladies are obligated in all the negative commandments in the Torah. So therefore, since they're obligated in lo tochal alav chametz, they're obligated in matzah. So some ask a question. What do you got to come up with a new hekesh? Just say, ladies were part of the miracle. Weren't they part of the miracle of Yisrael Mishraim? So just say, Nashim hayavod b'matzah. Shafin ayu b'otones, we have to come now and generate a new type of hekesh. Lo tochal, lo tochal avchametz, etc. That's the first question, yeah? So Tosfot's first answer is, this is a sevara medrabanan. It would only obligate him on a rabbinical level. And therefore you need the Ekesh to come along and say, ladies, which means if it was only based on Afinah Yutubanes, they would eat Matzah, but Midrabanan. Because Afinah Yubatunas cannot obligate Midoraita. Like Megillah, Drabanan. Hanukkah, Drabanan. Arba Kosot on Pesah, Drabanan. Matzah, we want to say that it is a Hayavot Deoraita. Then the Afinah Yubatunas doesn't work. You need a higher level Dirashah. Also, that's already we use the Dirashah of Lotokhalab Hametz, Shemat Shamim Tokhalab Matzot. Second answer, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, which means uh, the reason why I needed the Oraita Pasuk over here, because I would have a Hava Amina to exempt them from another Gezerah Shava. Because there's a Gezerah Shava 2 2. Which means we make a Gezerah Shava from Sukkot to Pesah. It says Hamisha Asar on Pesah, it says Hamisha Asar on Sukkot. Now we know ladies are not obligated to sin Sukkah. Correct? And there is a standing dirasha that links Pesach and Sukkot. So I might have said, just like ladies are not obligated to sit in the first night of Sukkot and have, have a kezayit, so to say the first night of Pesach, they're also exempt. So therefore, since I have a deoraita exempting them from 2-2, two, two, so I needed a deoraita, meaning a hekesh, to put it back into the, put it back into the, uh, the fault. So that's the second answer of the uh, Tosafot. Comes the Gemara and continues. Purim shechaliyot b'Shabbat. Purim falls out on Shabbat. The fourteenth is on Shabbat. Shu'arim v'dorshim b'anyano shel yom. So on Purim day itself is a Shabbat. You're supposed to be shu'el v'dorish b'anyano shel yom. Which means on that day you study the halachot of Purim. Yes, questions, you analyze, you go to the subjects of Purim. So the Gebra says, my iriya Purim. Why are you giving me this halakha and choosing an illustration Purim? Afilu yom tov nameh. Every Yom Tov the Halakha is like that. The Tanya, we have a Brayta. Moshe Tiken, Naim Nisres, Yushualim, Vudorshim, Ben Yanosh, Shalyom. Moshe made a Takana, an enactment, that on every holiday, you should learn the laws pertinent to that holiday. Hilchot Pesach, Bapesach. Hilchot Atzeret, Baatzeret, that's Shavuot, Bishavuot. Vilchot Hag, Behag, Sukkot, and Sukkot. So what do you have to do? He tell me, Purim, if it falls on Shabbat, you should know. On that Shabbat, we want you to learn the Halakhot. Every holiday you have to learn the halachot on, on that day. So he says, Purim is Tarikhalet. Now the Hadush is Purim. Why? I might have made a Gezerah Mishum Rabbah. What was Rabbah? Rabbah had a Gezerah later on that we do not read Migilat instead on Shabbat. Why? Because she might come to carry the Megillah and the Shut Rabim. So I might have thought and said like this, maybe don't even learn the Halachot of Purim on Shabbat. Because if you might come to learn the Halachot, you might come to read. And reading is already Asur. So on a regular holiday, there's no Gezerah. Learn, learn as much as you want. But once I start learning Halachot Megillah, who knows, maybe I would think you made a Gezerah to Mikra Megillah. And that's why I would say it's all part of the same Gezerah. Kamash Ma'alan, no. That even when Purim falls out on Shabbat, while you don't read the Megillah, Kiriyaz Asur, but Limud Alachot is Mutar. Damar Biyoshua ben Nevi. Next Alachah from Biyoshua ben Nevi. Hayav Adam Lerkot the Megillah Balayla, Lishnotah Bayom. 
So now we learn the obligation of how many times you have to read the Megillah over Purim. So the Yoshua ben Levi says you have to read the Megillah once at night, and you have to repeat it in the day. There's the Pasuk uh, from the Mizmor of Purim in So over here, So over here it says, Esther says, I called in the day and I wasn't answered. And I called by night and uh, nobody answered me as well. So therefore, as a result, when the miracle happened, so therefore we praise God at day and night, of Esther's Lashon. So the Gemara says, Sabur Mineh, well originally when they heard this statement of Rabbi Yoshub and Devi, they knew what he meant when he said, Hayab Adam, the Kronit Megillah, Balayla. But the second part of his statement, Vilishnota Bayom. So originally they thought, Lemikriya Balayla, it means to read it at night. Vilimitna Matnitin Dida Bimama. And when it says Vilishnota, well in Hebrew, Lishnota is Lashon Mishnah. So they thought of Yahushua ben Levi was giving an interesting halakha. Can I read the Megillah at night? And learn Mishnayot, Masechet Megillah, during the day. So that's what he said. He said, Lishnota, meaning Lishnot. Study, learn the Mishnayot in the day. Amalu Rabir Miyah, Lididi, Mefar Shilimineh, Rabi Hayabar Abba. No, 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 I'll explain to you what he meant. He really means to repeat it. Where do you know that the word Lishnota means to repeat? Kegon de Amre Inche, like the people say, Ebor Parshata Da Vitniya. I'm gonna go over the Parasha Vitniya and repeat it. So therefore Itniya also can be used, which is Lishnot in Aramaic, the way you would say is Itniya to repeat it. So therefore Lishnota can also mean not study Mishnah, but can also mean to repeat the subject. Look at that she. Sabur Mineh. B'nai Yeshiva, she'shamu shemu'azu b'lashon ha-kodesh. Right there, the statement of Rabbi Yeshua ben Nevi was in lashon ha-kodesh. B'lashnota b'yom, ayu s'lim de'ah b'lashnota lashon shoneh mishnahu. And therefore, what did they think? L'mitneh matnitein didah. Mishnayot t'masikat megillah. T'gar l'am mishnayot masikat megillah. Now, e'abot parashatah da'avet niyah. Asayim parashah zu. Like the people say, I'm going to finish the parasha, and I am going to read it again. So therefore the word lashnota can also mean to repeat, and therefore means to repeat the Megillah. He came from a place called Bidir, and she says, Hayab Adam the Megillah Hashem Elokai Le'olam Odeka What does the Pasuk have to do with anything? So look at the bottom Rashi Yizamelka Kabod Bayom Leman Yizamelka Kabod I will sing to you Praises Bayom Velo Yidom Balayla Got it? I won't be silenced at night Now the high Kerabim Mazur Arumcha Hashem Kedilitani Darashim Vesikta Bemodekai Ve'ester Ve'aman Ve'chashverosh She's the Midrash learns this Pasuk, even though it's Hanukkah Bayt David, they learn this chapter also as a reference to the miracles that took place in the times of Esther and Mordechai and Haman and Ahasverosh. And when we say, you're praising God, the reading of the Megillah is actually praised like Allah Baruch Hu, everybody's praising God. Let's do the Tosafot. Now we get a psak of the Tosafot in the order of Purim day. How the tefillah is supposed to be. Ve'omer ala nisim Number one, you have to add ala nisim into the Amidah. Right? Right after Modim. And also uh, in the brand, the Berakha Vodah, which is Modim. Ve'yesh'en omrim keshem. And some say that you do not add the line in Al-Nesim, that just like you did miracles for our forefathers in the time, also do miracles for us in our time. There was a line like the Kishim. Just like you perform miracles for our ancestors, also perform miracles for us in the future. Why don't they do that in Al-Nesim? Because 
So we know really not supposed to ask for requests, not in the first three berakot of Amidah, and not in the last three. The last three are praises. So therefore you shouldn't say, just like in miracles for us, make miracles for us in the future. Tosfor says, Vishtutu. Tosfor doesn't like it. Sharei ha'itama lo avihil mitpalil b'lshon yahid. That means only personal requests. Abad b'shvila sibur shari. But there's a public request. You're asking for the sibur. Tosfot said that would not be a problem in the last three berachot. Abad nireh she'en lo omro mitam aher. I'm telling you not to say for a different reason. Shari meshub she'amru achamim. Dechod avad. De'ave belehaba. Teknu belehaba. Mubedavad do'da'avi l'sha'avar. Which means we have a rule in Masikah Pesachim. Any beracha that's in past tense, you keep it in past tense. You don't mention future tense. And therefore, what's the beracha modim? We're thanking God for all the past things that Akadah did for us. So it doesn't make sense now in a past tense beracha to start asking God for something in the future tense. So that's a different deen. That's why the Sword opts not to mention the future uh, redemptions and the future miracles that we're asking God to do. Now the Sword continues. After the Amidav Arbit, Omer Kaddish Shalem, right? Say full Kaddish. Veharka Kore et Megillah, Umbarek Lefanea Gimel Berachot, what are the three Berachot? Amikra Megillah. Shasan is Sim Lavotenu and Shehayanu. Vahareya Beracha Achat Adael Moshiya. That's the Beracha Harona. Hishlim Omer Defnea Teba. After you finish, the Hazan stands by the Teba. The Omer Vatakadosh. You start with Vatakadosh, Shepterot Israel. The En Matril Ubal Sion. We don't start from Ubal Sion. Lefi She'en Giula Balayla. Correct. We know that there's no Giyulah. Mashiach cannot come at night. So therefore we just start from Vatakadosh. We don't start from Ubal Siyon. V'im Motzei Shabbatu. Now if let's say Purim falls out on Motzei Shabbat. Yomar V'inoam Kodem. So you start off Shuvah Hashem. You say V'inoam. Yoshem Besetir Elyon. Up until Vatakadosh. Then you read the Megillah. Right after you finish the Megillah, you go back to Vatakadosh. You should have said the Kroth. New rule. When you're about to read the Megillah, Poshet et kula kodem ki igeret. You have to unravel the whole Megillah, so it's like an igeret, like a uh, like a uh, scroll, a proclamation. But you don't roll it as you're reading it like the Sefer Torah. Ubashar, now let's discuss how you pray Shaharit. Mitpalet Shumona Isre Berachot, you pray the Amidah, the Omer Al-Nesim Bodaa, the En Omer Keshem. Again, the same rule, you don't do the Keshem, Shtefish, Kola Beracha, Ena Ela, the Shahavar. Because the whole Beracha is in the past. It's the Imken, El Omar Badavash Lehabba. You should not say anything futuristic. Ve'arken Omer Kaddish, Adamiran, Ve'ochez Sefet Torah, then you take the Sefet Torah first. Ve'koresh Shrosha Gavre, Parashat Ve'yavu Amalek. We read Parashat Ve'yavu Amalek, we set up three Olim. Avapish She'en Ba'ela Tit Pesukim. That even though there's only nine Pesukim, so normally we have ten pesukim. That's the minimum amount of pesukim you can read in the Sefer Torah. But since this is the full parasha, so therefore those four says you can read three pesukim each. Our custom is to repeat the last pesuk in order to make it ten. You don't return the Sefer Torah to its place yet. They stand holding the Sefer Torah, like the Menach of the Ashkenazim, they hold the Sefer Torah, and they read the Megillah, and you make the same Benachot, according to Safar, as we'll see, he held you also say Shehayanu, during the day as well, then you say Ashrei, and Ubalisyon, ve'en urim lam nasayah, we don't say lam nasayah, mezun yancha Hashem yom sarah, mishum dikhtim betzara, betzara bepurim lo maskirinan, Correct, we don't say Yadcha Hashem Yom Sana on Purim. Now this is not our Minag. We say Ashrei first, and then we say Ubal Sion up until Vatakadosh, and then we say Megillat Zed, and after we finish, we go back to Vatakadosh of the Sel. There's no Tachanunim on the 14th of Adar and the 15th of Adar. Mishum Dikhtiv Yemem Mishteh Vesimcha. Obviously, it's a days of celebration. That is the mizmor of the day. Now, 
And you finish the tefillah. Which we would say, uh, the shir shel yom, we would say, Pitum ketoret, alenu shabayah, and there you have it. Look at the bottom, Tosfo. Hayav adam nakot na megillah balayla, lishnota bayom. Omer ri, da'afargav v'barek zeman balayla, even though you made shehiyanu at night, chozer v'barek oto bayom. What's the logic? You made shehiyanu already. Da'ikar persumeni sa havi bikri'ah, because the main person is in the day, more people are in the synagogue. And if we have to make the Shayaru then. The Karana me Mashma Kenikti Velaila Velo Dumiali. Kromar Afalgav Shekore Bayom Hayav Likrod Balaila. Which means the Pasuk starts off and says Hashem Ikra Yomam Velo Ta'ale. Which means much of the Yom really comes before the night. And I'll also read it at night. Mashma from the Pasuk that wants Aikar Kiriyah is Bayom. Then we make Shayanu. Because the Pasuk puts it first. Because there's another Sevara. When do you celebrate Purim really with the Seudah? In the day. If a person made Seudah Purim at night, and we also have a hekesh that we learned on to yesterday's now, two days ago. Nizkarim v'na'asim. What is the Sunday, how they put in, uh, fulfilled in action? In the day. Shloach manot, matarot evyonim, se'udah, and the person says, Nizkarim v'na'asim. So just like the ikar asiyah is during the day, the ikar zikhirah is during the day, they will go into shitat tosfot, they do, and Ashkenazim Halakhal Ma'aseh do say Shehayanu both at night and in the day. It should be noted that the Menag of the Sefaradim is not to make Shehayanu during the day. We only make it by night. Comes again when I continue. So we learned about the Kefarim. What are the Kefarim? Those are the villagers. So what do we say about them? They magdim the Yom Kenisa, which means they, they can read the Megillah on the previous Monday or the previous Thursday. Amar b'chanina hachamim mekilu al kefarim liyot magdim the Yom Kenisa. Hachamim were lenient on the kefarim in order to read early on the day of the Kenisa. This is the Monday or Thursday. Kedeshi sapeku maimu mazon la'achem shebekerachim in order that they should be able to be free on the day of the fourteenth in order to provide food. For their brothers in the big cities. The Memras, or the Gemras, you mean to tell me the Takanta, the Kerachim Abu? that this advantage is all to the advantage, not of the villagers. The advantage is really to the Kerachim. Because we want the Kerachim people to have food on Purim. So therefore, in order to facilitate them, we allow the villagers to read early. Right, and the previous uh, Monday or Thursday, so when it comes to the 14th, they don't have to be involved in reading the Megillah. They can be involved in giving uh, food and services to the people of the Kerachim. So it's mashma that it's a tikkun really to benefit the Kerachim. What do you mean? We have a Mishnah. Right, let's discuss the first case. Let's say Purim falls out on a Monday. 14th is a Monday. Kefarim ba'ayarot gedolot korim bo bayom. Adate the Kefarim read on. Monday. But if you tell me it's to benefit the Kerachim, let them read it the previous Thursday so they can be available. Kabbalah says, no. You can't do that. Because the previous Thursday would be the 10th. And based on the Pesukim that we learned on Amud Bet Amud Rishon, 10 is not one of the days. So therefore, that's not an option. You can't go back from Monday to the previous Thursday. So Tashemah, there's another question. Let's say Purim falls out on a Thursday, 14th. Again, the villagers read on that Thursday. If you tell me it's to benefit the big city so they can have provisions, let them read it on the previous Monday, which would really be the... The 11th, which is one of the days. The Ahad Asaru, right? Because it is the 11th. So the Gemara says, We have another rule. You don't go back from one Yom to the other Yom And one of the rabbis explained why. Meaning Thursday is the Yom So the day of entry. You don't go back from one Yom to the day of entry on 
Monday. You know why? Because we're worried if we let you do that, you're Makini Satya, Makini Satya. They might go from Monday to Thursday. And going from Monday to Thursday is going to be a problem because it's going to be the 10th. So if they're always going to want you to get involved with going from you're Makini Satya, you're Makini Here's the question, but Rabbi Uda says, When is this whole law that we allow the Kifarim to go in early before the Yom In a town or in a place where the custom was, where the people would come in on Mondays and Thursdays. What was the whole logic why we let the Kifarim read on Mondays and Thursdays? Because the custom was, that's when they came in. Because Mondays and Thursdays was either Sifat Torah days or Betin days. And therefore the villages were in the town anyway on Monday and Thursday. So therefore it was uh, convenient for them to read it on that day. So the Mewudah says, when do we give them this leniency? Dafka when it's an uh, advantage for them, when they come in on Mondays and Thursdays. But if they don't come in on Mondays and Thursdays, So therefore, it's not, it's not a convenience for them. Which is, you're going to make them read it on Monday and Thursdays. They don't come in on Mondays and Thursdays. So therefore, it's going to be uh, uh, an inconvenience. So therefore, we just let them read it. So the Gibbara has a question. If you tell me it's to the advantage of the big cities... Why, just because the villages don't come in on Mondays and Thursdays, I'm going to take away the advantage of the, of the big cities not to be provided with provisions? Which is, if it's their advantage, I'm not looking at the service to Kifarim. If you tell me advantage Kirachim, if they don't go in on Mondays and Thursdays. Well, because they don't go in on Mondays and Thursdays, I should punish the cities now, they shouldn't get their uh, provisions. Which is, if you tell me it was really the advantage of the Kirachim, the law should be regardless. I want the villagers to be free on Purim Day so the vi- people of the cities can have food. But we don't come in on Mondays and Thursdays. I don't care. We're not looking to, to benefit you. We're looking to benefit the Gerachim. Go inconvenience yourself. Go in a little early and uh, give them food. So if you're learning that it's the advantage of the Kirachim, why would the Behuda say, Davka bizman chinich nasim? Abba bizman chinich nasim? Why should that be? Understand? Kamara's quite answered. Lo tema kadeshi speku she speku maimu mazon. Don't read the hakamim statement in order that they should be available to provide. That's masma. It's advantage kirachim. Ela em mepneshe mesapeki maimu mazon achanshe bekirachim. Because they did it, because they did provide, and therefore since they did provide for their brothers in the Kirachim, we gave them a leniency that, you know what, you can read early. You can read early on Mondays and Thursdays, and the previous Monday and Thursday, because it's like a reward. Since you provide provisions for the people of the Kirachim, not only on Purim Day, but all year long. So the rabbis gave an advantage to Kirachim to make their life easier. And they said like this, Since you people do a great service all year long, and specifically on Purim Day itself, when you provide provisions, you know what? In a place where the custom is for you to go in on Mondays and Thursdays, read it then. Well, we're not going to make life difficult for you in there anyway. Read it. And since your custom is to provide all year long, we'll give you that leniency to your advantage. But when it's not to their advantage anymore, when they don't come on Mondays and Thursdays, so therefore we're not going to inconvenience them, and therefore read on the regular day. So therefore, originally the Habamina was its advantage Kirachim, Maskana its advantage Kefarim. And therefore when it's not an advantage to them, we're not going to inconvenience them to come and read it early. Comes the Gemaran continues. Ketzat. And now we go back to the statement in the Mishnah. Haliyot b'Shabbat. Now let's let's discuss this outside first. The Mishnah starts off. Starts off giving us the uh, days that Megillah is read in chronological order: 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Good. And then uh, the Mishnah goes on uh, to give us the cases of. Uh, Ketzad. We, 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 what's the uh, what's the scenario? How does it work out? And it starts to give us the the days. For example, Purim falls out on a Friday, correct? Purim goes out on a Friday, so then the uh, we get the thirteenth because they read it the day before the Kippur. That's thirteen. Purim comes out on a Shabbat, so then already we read on the previous Thursday. That is the 
12th. Purim comes out on a Sunday. We had on the previous Thursday, that's the 11th. So now we're going backwards. We started off 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and then when we give the examples, it goes 13, 12, 11. So the Gemara wants to know, why did the Mishnah reverse gears? You start off telling me 11, 12, 13, 14, you went in order of the dates on the calendar. And then when you start giving me the examples, you went backwards. So the Gemara says... Gemara says, "My shenaresha denakad sidurat diyarcha." In the resha, you went according to the days of the month. What's the days of the month? Eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Umay shenasipat sidurat diyomeh. Now, in the second part of the Mishnah, you went according to the days of the week. If Purim falls out on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday, on a Thursday, why did you pick days of the week towards the end? while you picked days of the month in the beginning. You know, the Gemara's answer is. I need the metapchele nakat sedurat diyome because we didn't want people to make a mistake and get confused, so we pick sedurat diyome, which means like this: by going according to the days of the week, which is the Mishnah said, Ketzat, Haliyot Peshini, Haliyot Berviyi, Haliyot Beshlishi, Haliyot Berviyi, Halibamish. We went according to the days of the week. Why is that beneficial? Because you're going to go Haliyot Be Friday, Haliyot Be Shabbat, Haliyot Be. That's easy to remember. That you're going one day at a time, and automatically, without having to say it, I'll be able to calculate in my mind that when it's Friday, I got the 13th. 14th is Friday, I got the 13th. It's automatic, it's not to be written in the Mishnah. When it's Shabbat, that's the 12th. When it's Sunday, that's the 11th. So it's much easier, instead of getting confused, which is if I'm going to start trying to follow the days of the... The month again, so therefore it's going to make a confusing, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to mix up, which is if I'm going to start listing the dates according to the way I did in the beginning, I will get confused. But by, so how, how do I minimize the confusion? Give me days of the week. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, but now I'm counting backwards. Don't worry about counting backwards. Because you don't have to list the counting backwards. You don't got to tell me 13, 12, it's automatic. Once already I give you the days of the week going forward, in your brain you calculate exactly the dates. Look at Rashida. She speaks out clearly. Look at the Rashida on the fourth line. Sidurat diyarcha. Diktani, right? The Mishnah starts off. Biyud Aleph, Biyud Bet, Biyud Yimal, Biyud Dalib, Betid Vav. When you came to explain it, Nakat Seder Yemea Shabbat. When you give me the days of the week, then already the days of the month go backwards. Understand why? Why? Because My thirteen comes first. Haliot Bishabbat. Then Thursday is backwards, that's your bet. When you go Sunday, so why go? Why in the beginning of Mishnah you went forward, and in the end of Mishnah you ended up going backwards? If you're going to try to go according to the days of the week to match it with the days of the Chodesh, you're going to have to start with Sunday. You have to go Sunday, Shabbat. Friday, right? You're gonna have to go backwards. You nepachino v'toyeh begirsato. Yeah, you're gonna end up making a mistake. Also, it's not, you're not accustomed to say the days of the week backwards. Correct? Hashoneta mishnah lefishia sikmas kriam nachorav. Achad Shabbat and yud alef Shabbat. Yud bet ayir Shabbat. Yud gimal. Yud gimal. Mitokach ubalit dalek v'lthot. You're gonna come make a mistake because you're gonna have to say haliot on Sunday. Sunday is eleven, and then Shabbat is twelve, and then Friday is. When you're going to start going backwards in the days of the week, we're worried you're going to get confused. So therefore, you know, we made it easy for you. Go when it comes to the... Go straight in the week. Go straight. Go straight in the days. Aye, but I'm still going to make a mistake because I'm counting... Uh, uh, Friday is, is, is 13. And then I'm going back to 12. And then I go back to 11. No, because you don't have to speak it out. And then she says that. He says... Which means I would not have to explicitly say the date of the month because if I tell you the 14th was on a Friday, do I have to speak out that the Yom Kippur is 13? It's automatic. I know the day before is 13. 
So I'd rather go in order of days of the week. Friday, Shabbat, Sunday. It's less confusing than to go Sunday, Shabbat, Friday. Even though by going Sunday, Shabbat, Friday, you keep it in order. 11, 12, 13. But it's confusing because you're going backwards. I'd rather keep the weeks, the days of the week going forward. And I don't even have to mention the dates. Because the dates are the Shema. Days to be backwards. Right, better the dates to be backwards unmentioned than the days to be backwards mentioned. Exactly. Comes the Gemara continues. Haliyot be'ereb Shabbat. Now, what do we say in the Mishnah? We had a bit of a in the Mishnah, and this is the case that we need to analyze now. When Purim came out on a Friday. So we said, Kefarim maktimim liyom ekenisa. That's obvious. Kefarim go back to Thursday, because that's the uh, yom ekenisa. The ayarot gedolot umukafot chama kurim bo bayom. Well, we said ayarot gedolot. No problem. That's the fourteenth. The hadush was that the big cities as well. You also put them on Friday. Why do you put them on Friday? They're supposed to read on Shabbat, the fifteenth. Well, they can't read Megillah on Shabbat because gezera of. Rabbah. So therefore the shita of the Mishnah was you put Kefari, you put Kefarim on Thursday, you put Ayarot Kedalot Mukafot Homa on Friday. So the Mishnah now, the Gemara wants to know who is the author of that Mishnah. So the Gemara says. Matnitin Mani. Who's the author of the Mishnah? Irabi, Irabi Yoseh. Now we have options. It could either be Rabbeinu Akadosh. Rabbi, or it could be Rabbi Yosef. My Rabbi, who's Rabbi? Where, where, where's Rabbi Shita? So now we're going to show you a brighter that has Rabbi Shita. You ready? Betanya. Haliyot Be'erev Shabbat. Exactly our case. Purim comes out on a Friday, I mean the 14th is on a Friday. Kefarim Ba'yarot Gidolot Maktirim Deo Mekinisa. Oh. According to Tanakama, everybody goes back to. Thursday, Kefarim and Ayarot, Umukafim Homa Kurim Bo Bayom. And you put the wall cities on their own day on the 14th on Friday. Rabbi Omer, Omer Ani, Lo Yidhu Ayarot Memekoman. Don't move the Ayarot from their steady place. Ela Elu Veelu Kurim Bo Bayom. Let everybody read it Bo Bayom, meaning Kefarim will do it on Thursday, and Ayarot and Mukafim will read it on Friday. Friday. There you go, that's our Mishnah. So we found the author of the Mishnah is possible Rabbi. Now the Gemara wants to understand the logic. What's the logic of Tanakama? Tanakama said that Kefarim and Ayarot Gedolot go to Yom Kirisah. Yeah, let's get Tanakama's Shita clear. Purim goes on Friday. Tanakama the Brighta said you put the Mukafim on Friday, the 14th, and you put everybody else on Yom HaKinisah, meaning Ayarot Gedolot and Kefarim, you put them on Thursday. So the Gemara what's the reason? because the Pasuk says, Bechol Shana Bishana. That you celebrate the holiday of Purim every year. Year in and year out. So from those words, it's mass, but every year it has to follow the same pattern. Just like every year. Doesn't the Ayarot go before the Mukafim? Ayarot goes on 14. Mukafim go on 15. Afghan Ayarot Kodmot the Mukafim. So you got to put the Ayarot early, you got to put them on Thursday. Because we're putting Mukafin on Friday. It's got to follow the pattern of the Choshana Vishana. So the Gibran says, Oh, you want to go with Choshana Vishana? I'll give you another way to look at it. Ve'ema Bechoshana Vishana. Ma Choshana Vishana. En Yitzhin Ayarot Mikoman. Afghan Luit Hoyarot Mikoman. Maybe I'll tell you, just like every year, the Ayarot go on the 14th, and you don't push them off. So too, maybe this year also, you put the Ayarot on the 14th, you don't push them off. Shari Haka Deloyashar. I have no choice of it. No, I, 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 I cannot do it. I cannot do both. Which means like this. Bechos Shana Bishana has two limudim. Limud number one, that what? Ayarot got to come before Mukafim. But Bechos Shana Bishana also teaches me what? Lo Yitchum Mekoman. Both of those limudim cannot coexist in this case. And therefore, Tanakama ops that it's more important to put the Ayarot before the Mukafim than it is to keep the Ayarot Bismanam. Therefore, he says, Ishar, I have no choice. In order to keep Ayarot early before Mukafim, I have no choice. So therefore, he says, you up for that option. Therefore, you put Ayarot and, Mukafim, Ayarot and Kifarim on Thursday, and Mukafot Huma on Friday. Right. Now, let's go to Shitat Rabbi. The Rabbi, my Ta'ama, what's the reason of Rabbi? Because Shana Vishana. 
looks at the other way. He says the ikar is what? Keep the ayarot in their place. When is their place? Fourteen. So the Gemara is the other way now. Just like every year, the ayarot come before the mukafim. So too over here, the ayarot should come before the mukafim. So again, according to the B, he says the ikar is what to keep the ayarot on their day. And since today is Friday, yeah, but I'm sacrificing putting ayarot before mukafim. That's uh, what do you know? If you have no choice, you have no choice. So that is the mahluk in Tanakama and Rabbi. What is the ikar that Ashab Bechoshana According to Hakamim, the main thing is put ayarot before mukafim like every year. According to Rabbi, the main thing is Bechoshana Bechoshana, keep ayarot in their place. I, but you're sacrificing putting ayarot before mukafim. If you can't do both. Good? So if our Mishnah can be like Rabbi, but the Mishnah also said, the Gemara said, be like Rabbi Yoseh. Who's Rabbi Yoseh? So the Gemara says, first white line, My Rabbi Yoseh, the Tanya, we have a Braita. Haliot, Be'arib Shabbat. Beautiful, exactly our case. Purim comes out on a Friday. Mukafim, Ukfarim, Maktibim, Diyom, Kinisa. Oh, Nushita. Mukafim! Wall cities and Kefarim go to Thursday. This shita we never saw yet. This is the first shita we saw that you put the world cities with the kifarim on Thursday and keep the ayarot in their place. Rabbi You don't put mukafim before ayarot. That's exactly our Mishnah. You put mukafot and ayarot on Friday and kifarim the yom Beautiful. So we found another author of our Mishnah. It could be Rabbi Yosef. But now we got to understand the Shittah of the Tanakhama over here. What's the reason of Tanakhama that you're putting Mukafin on Thursday? You have two things here. Number one, every year, when did the Ayarot read? On the 14th. And every year, on the year that the Ayarot read on the 14th, it's not the day of the Mukafin. Mukafin will read on the 14th. So therefore, Afkar Ayarot Bar Basar, keep the Ayarot on their day, and you can't have anybody else reading on that day. Therefore, where are you going to put the Mukafim? Put it back to Thursday. Oh, You want to go with Kosh Shana? Maybe say, every year Mukafim don't come before Ayarot. So how come you're doing Mukafim over before Ayarot? Afkar in Mukafim Kodim La Ayarot, Shariaka de Loeshar. So according to the B, according to Tarakama, I'm sorry, Shanavash could be teaching you one of two things. Number one, it's teaching you what? Ayarot, we're on the 14th. And what? It's their day exclusively. Just like every year. Or it could be teaching me that no, Ayarot have to come before Mukafim. Comes Tarakama and says, I agree, but you know what? Here you can't do Ayarot before Mukafim. Iyafshar. And therefore, what are you going to do? Put the Ayarot in there. Place on the 14th and put the mukafim before which is he opts to keep the ayarot in their place and exclusively. Kemo bechol shana veshana. Maitamad Rabbi Yosef. Now, what's the reason Rabbi Yosef? Now, what did Rabbi Yosef say? Well, we know this opinion already. He said, put kefarim and ayarot on the, thir- on the 13th, on the Thursday, on the 13th, and keep the ayarot on the, and keep the mukafim, humam, sorry, on the Friday. Rabbi Yosef is like Amishnah. Rabbi Yosef says, put the kifarim, I'm sorry. I repeat. Put kifarim to Thursday and keep ayarot and mukafot choma on Friday. Exactly like Rabbi or exactly like the opinion of our Mishnah. Ayarot and mukafim on Friday, kifarim on Thursday. Just like every year the Mukafim don't come first. Afghan and Mukafim Kodmim. You can't put the Mukafim earlier. Maybe you'll tell me that no, just like every year, each day is exclusive, which is the fourth is exclusive for the Ayarot, the fifth is exclusive for the Kerachim, and you don't. Share the days. Shaniyaka <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? It's the Yafshar over here. So therefore, he rather opt for sharing the day 
as long as you're keeping ayarot on the fourteenth, uh, and not to put mukafim before, which means normally every year mukafim don't come before. So you got to keep that. To him, that's more important. Not to put mukafim before. So how do you solve that? Put mukafim with. Put it on the same day. Right? By putting it on Friday, is mukafim before? No, mukafim is on the same day. I but you're giving up the exclusivity. So what? What are you going to do? Earshot. Good? So bottom line, if somebody would ask you, who could be the author of Mishnah? Irbi, Irbi Yoseh. Kavit Gebran says, The Sabar Rabbi, Ayarot lo dachina liyom ekinisa? Oh. Now we ask a question on the B. The B, you taught us in the Braita that what? When Purim comes out on a Friday, 14th on a Friday, when did the Ayarot read? On Friday. The only ones you push back is Zu, Kifarim. So the Gebran says, is that so? You don't push Ayarot back to the Yom Ekinisa? Vatanya. Haliyot b'Shabbat. Okay, new case. Purim comes out on Shabbat. 14th is Shabbat. Kifarim maktimim liyom Ekinisa. Well, we put the Kifarim back to Thursday. Vayarot kidolot korim behayarim Shabbat. Right? Because even though the 14th is Shabbat, they can't read it on the 14th because it's Shabbat. So we'll put it back to Friday. The earliest day they can read it. Umukafot chomal lemachar. And the world series will read on Sunday. That's Tanakama. We can understand Tanakama's logic. Understand the logic? Shabbat is the 14th. Good. So where are you going to put world cities? Oh, let's talk out the world cities. Put them tomorrow, Sunday. Where are you putting villages? Thursday. No problem. Where are you putting regular cities? Put them on Friday. I mean, the earliest time that they can read. Rabbi Omer, Omer Ani, so he comes along and says, you know what? Once already you're pushing off the ayarot from Shabbat, pushing back to Thursday. So what do you see? That he does push ayarot back to Yom HaKinisah. So the Gemara's question is, so then why when Purim comes out on a Friday, you tell me that the ayarot read on Friday, push them back to Yom HaKinisah, just like you did it on Shabbat. So the Gemara says, Achia Ashtab. Well, you compare it. There's no comparison between these two cases. Hatam zmanam Shabbatu. There, the 14th really is Shabbat. Once already you push them back. So they push it back. It's already they're reading on the wrong day already. So once they're reading on the wrong day, so put them back to Thursday. But here, the 14th is their day. So what's the similar to push it back to Thursday? There was no comparison between the Purim on Shabbat case to the Purim that falls out on Erev Shabbat case. No, because you want to have a bit of Am at the The more people reading it together is uh, is a bigger bit of Am. Now the Gemara says, Keman azla hadamar bihelbo. We have a statement of Rabbi Hilbo. We want to know who is Rabbi Hilbo's statement going like. Okay, that's Purim on a Shabbat. Everybody reads on Thursday. The Gemara says, Everybody. What do you mean? Don't you have the Mukafim? They don't read on Thursday, they read on Sunday. Meaning, whoever's getting pushed off. Gets pushed off the Thursday, meaning Kinisad goes to Kefarim and the Ayarot. Kebran says, Keman Kirbi. That must be going like Rabbi, which is really the author of the Mishnah, because the Mishnah also said that. And therefore, we find the Tanah that says, anytime you're pushing off already, so you push off back to the Yom Kinisad, so everybody reads it together. Baruch Amen. Amen.